Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this podcast and new intercontinental podcast champion, Mark Pools. We can't give them this much power in the cartoon world. A podcast, and I was told that if I did your podcast that I would, you know, advance to the next level. And we're podcasting and photographizing in front of the great The worst gigs of their life are, are because of Mark Poulos. <laughs> Anyone want a husband? Free free to a home. Now it doesn't even have to be a good home, just free to a home. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre the Giant would like to do his impression of Willie Nelson. Suck yourself dry! Alright. Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos. It's good to be back. So last night was a first for me. I was part of a uh, roast. So we roasted uh, Tom Bernard, who's a uh, a huge radio legend here in Minneapolis. He's um, runs the KQ Morning Show, um, and he's been on the air since the early '70s. And I was uh, asked to do it, and I was kind of caught off guard by it. Like they sent out a blast asking if there was anybody that wanted to be a part of it, and I have never been on a roast before, and. I just kind of threw it out there and was like, you know, if you need somebody, I'm here. So, you know, turns out they needed somebody. And of course I had like three days to prepare, but I'm not using that as an excuse, but, uh, I don't think it went that well. Um, (laughs) people that know me and they know my comedy, obviously it's probably comes as a shock to find out that I was on a roast making fun of people. Um, and I think that was the thing. It's like, I'm not used to making fun of people, I'm just not a mean person in general, or, you know, combative, I hate confrontations, and, you know, when I get heckled on stage, I try my best, but uh, I'm never comfortable in my position in an argument, even in the real world, with my wife or family or anything, like... I I just try to diffuse the situation as fast as I can instead of keeping the argument going. So to say that, you know, I I would be on stage for 7 to 10 minutes uh, purposefully pointing out people's flaws and trying to get laughs at their expense was uh, definitely completely outside my comfort zone. And it kind of showed because I started writing and I was showing my jokes to some of my friends who uh, would be more on the line of an insult comic or a roast comic. And they just kind of laughed at all the jokes that I wrote because they were so, like, non-threatening and, you know, they just kind of skimmed off the bow of most people. Like, um, just to give you an example, one of my jokes was I said... Um, I don't think I'm the best at this. Like, I'll try to insult people, but I'm sure they're going to hit with about as much force as Tom's marshmallow hands because uh, Tom Bernard's overweight. So that was my my big get. Um, 
My big joke of the night, the one that uh, got the biggest reaction, of course, was written by another comedian, (laughs) my good friend Justin Smith, who lives out in New York. He's from Oklahoma, very funny guy, and definitely, like, is in that mindset and that, that kind of thing of kind of having the onstage confrontations and, you know, loves when people heckle him because he can go back at him and, um, he just kind of likes that, you know, jive on stage where he can kind of bounce back and forth off of people and, and do stuff improvisationally and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not me. So his joke, the one that got the biggest laugh was, uh, Gabe Noah was on the dais, who's a Minneapolis comic and, and, uh, you know, he's, he likes to drink and party and stuff like that. And, and he has, uh, just had a baby so the joke was um I can't believe that you have a kid I would never trust you with my children I'd call Adrian Peterson first and I got a really big laugh and if you don't know Adrian Peterson running back for the Vikings got into a lot of trouble last year because it came out that uh he disciplines his kids with uh switches which are you know sticks from trees or something anyways so he got in a lot of trouble over that, and there was quite a few different uh, varying viewpoints as to who was right and who was wrong. Um, but then I closed out my show with something I thought that was going to hit really hard, was I found some audio of Tom Bernard back in the early 70s, because he started out as um, an on-air personality kind of trying to be like uh, Wolfman Jack and stuff. He called himself the Cat Man. Hey man, I'm the Cat Man. And he would like play, you know, the the rock hits of the time and all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was going to go over and be real silly and everybody was going to laugh about it. And it just turned out that the the phone sound didn't really run too well through uh, through the microphone system. So not everybody was able to hear it. I don't think anybody was able to hear it, to tell you the truth. And so what I'm going to do is at the end of this podcast, I'm going to put on that uh, Catman audio so you guys can listen to it. I thought it was pretty funny because it was just like the Tom Bernard we know now from the KQ Morning Show is, you know, he's kind of reserved and, you know, he does voices and stuff like that. But uh, this Catman was way over the top, it just went crazy, and uh, I think it was pretty funny. So other notables that were on the dais were uh, Craig Allen, Gabe Noam, Mike Lester, and uh, Dwight York, and uh, oh, poor Dwight York, Um, yeah, so Maggie Ferris was supposed to do the roast, who's another local comedian here. And she ended up getting a different gig, so they had to replace her at the last minute. So they put Dwight York on the show. And if you don't know Dwight York, Dwight York has been doing comedy for about 20 years. And he's kind of this scruffly, like, Harley Davidson guy. I love him. He's, like, one of my best friends in comedy. And, you know, he just has a reputation for living kind of a modest life and and I think the biggest thing is how many times that he's been so close to 
like having stardom and being famous and just not hitting it, you know, like I, I think one of my favorite stories of his, and it's, it's my favorite story. It's probably not one of his favorite stories is that he went and did the San Francisco comedy festival, which is considered like at least top five of the comedy festivals in the country. And he won it. He was the winner and nobody wanted to talk to him after the show. The guy who came in second and the guy who came in fourth, they got like development deals with Fox and NBC and the one guy got Comedy Central and uh, the late show with David Letterman and all this crazy shit. And Dwight was like, he stayed at the after party until the last minute trying to talk to anybody and nobody wanted to talk to him. And I was like, man, that's just like, the worst story I've ever heard, um, but it's just, like, Dwight is a, a different comic, like, he does one-liners, and some people love one-liner comics, but other people, even though, like, it's his material, it's from his life, um, sometimes a one-liner comic can kind of come off disingenuous, you know, like, they're not really trying that hard, you know, it's hard to explain, but, I love his jokes. I think he's one of the best writers I've ever seen. But I think with anything, too much of it, people nowadays just get bored. Because it's like the ADD society, you know? That's why I try to mix it up in my comedy where it's like, I got fast jokes, I got slow jokes, I got story jokes, I got, you know, jokes that have a slow build, I have jokes that have tons of punchlines in them, you know, it's just like, you keep them guessing, and, you know, you, you change topics a bunch, and you kind of do the range of, of as much as you can up there to keep them interested, and I think with Dwight, the problem that comes in is, is it's like, it's the same hit every time, you know, it's like, da-dun-dun, 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 you know, it's like, after 30 minutes, no matter how funny or how well-crafted or, um, you know, ingenious the jokes are, like, after 30 minutes of da-dun-dun, like, you kind of lose it, you know? I think one of the uh, most famous stories, at least from me and Dwight working together, is we got hired to do this gig in uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It was earlier in my career, um, so I was just opening for Dwight and I don't know what they did there, like, uh, what their promotional package was, or what they did in the community, or whatever, but there was 800 people at this show, which is kind of unheard of for a one-nighter in a small town, um, but it was in this ballroom at the Radisson, or not the Radisson, the Ramada, and there was literally, like, 800 people there, and we were both, like, you know, excited, because you never see that shit, you know, when you hit the road, you know, you do, a you know, fucking Johnny's Eye Patch Bar in uh, Winnetka, Wisconsin, you know, and there's like 12 people there, six of them are actually watching the show, so to get 800 people there, I mean, we were just like so jazzed up, we found out later that like the entire crowd was there on free tickets, um, so they just, they had free tickets and then there was something else where it was like, beer was like two dollars or something, So basically everybody was there because beer was $2. They could give a shit about the comedy show. But they were kind of interested. They were paying attention. 
so I went up there and I did my set. And I didn't think it was amazing by any means. I was like, I thought it was okay. And I came up stage and Dwight went up there and like by the time he was finished, I think like 700 of the 800 people had left. And he came off stage, he was like white as a ghost and he came right up to me and it was like, what were they saying while they were leaving? And I said, the thing I heard most was people just saying, I don't get it. And he's like, well, how the fuck do you fight that? And I go, I don't know. Like, if they're too stupid to get the jokes and they don't want to try to get the jokes and they just get up and leave, you know, there's there's not much you can do about it. But uh, poor Dwight, he got hammered real hard last night. Everybody was just coming after him, I think. By far the person that take, took the most shots at him was Gabe Noah at the end of the show. And I, I think that's probably one of my favorite moments of the whole show last night was he's just hammering on Dwight, he's just joking about how he's homeless, and he doesn't get pussy, and he sleeps under newspapers, and all this crazy shit, and then he gets finished, and he's like, all right, let's talk about Tom Bernard, and then he turns, and Dwight is like, got his chin leaning on his fist, just kind of looking out into nowhere, like he was just waiting for it to end, and Gabe was like, Dwight, are we okay, and Dwight didn't answer him, and Gabe was like, okay, I don't think we're okay, like, he just, he hammered him so hard, Dwight was like, I'm done with you, um, so Cy Amundsen was the host, Cy is, you know, Cy is Cy, as they say, he's just crazy, man, he reminds me a lot of, uh, early Ryan Reynolds, uh, I know if he heard this, he'd probably be pissed off that I even made that reference, but, you know, he's a tall kid, good looking, he's got tons of energy, a lot of facial expressions and stuff, and, uh, really quick off the draw with jokes, and, um, you know, he hosted, so he, off stage while the person was on stage, he was, like, making notes, and then when he got finished, he would hammer him more, and, um, he just did a really great job last night, and it was just a fun night, you know, the whole place was, like, sold out, which is crazy, you never see the House of Comedy at the Mall of America sold out, no matter who's there, um, so it's just fun feeling that energy, but I mean, when I went up there and I started doing my set, I mean, first of all, I had to get over, like, the structure of it, you know, because I've never, never doing a roast before, I didn't really understand the structure, you know, like, you have to make fun of the people on the dais and then come and make fun of Tom and then say something nice and walk off stage and it was just like the structure of it kind of weirded me out because I was like do I make fun of him first and then these people and then him again and I got a little bit confused but um, I did I truthfully have no idea how long I did like it felt like six or seven minutes but truthfully, I could have been up there for about three and a half minutes, and I wouldn't even have noticed, like, I was just trying to get through it and not make too much of an ass out of myself, and I think three or four of my jokes hit pretty well, and, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, I think Craig Allen had the best set last night, like, he's just, he feels like the type of guy that would be, you know, one, one of the, uh, the staples of a roast, like, he's just a good writer, he's, uh, he's able to kind of find those, those great bits for people and weave them together and stuff, and 
he had some really good shots at everybody on the dais, and uh, I think my favorite joke of his was, uh, so Cy Amundsen is here, all the way from Hollywood, California. They call Cy the Red Baron because of so m- because he shot down so many pilots, like uh, TV show pilots, like he's, <laughs> you know, they put him in it and the thing just dies. Like, I don't know how many pilots he's been a part of in, in L.A., but uh, I haven't seen him on television, so I'm guessing he uh, hasn't gotten any yet. Um, he will be on Comedy Central this Friday with his uh, Comedy Central Presents, so make sure you check that out. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was a good time. It was funny to listen to the guys talk about last year because I guess they roasted Ian Leonard last year who's the weather guy on Fox I believe and apparently Mike Lester spent his entire time on stage <coughs> talking about how Jeff Passel fucks his wife all the time <laughs> and apparently Ian Leonard was just not happy about it at all because he spent like 15 minutes just talking about like in graphic detail how Jeff Passel is just railing Ian Leonard's wife off the air and behind the scenes, I mean, it had to be pretty funny, I mean, uh, how could it have not been, um, and Mike did good, Mike's a good writer, him and Robert Brill, I'm sure, got together and were writing and, and came up with some good bits, he had some, some solid jokes, um, I tried, I tried to hit Lester with some good jokes, but I, like, the, uh, the extent of my ability to write mean jokes, like, this this kind of sums it up with my ability. <laughs> I said, uh, Mike Lester's here. I go, most people walk into a room or stroll. Mike creeps into a room. He's given new meaning to the phrase, out of the shadows. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, people had so many great lines on him, because... If you don't, if you've never seen Mike Lester, he's like six foot four, a hundred pounds, weird head, crazy glasses. Like there's just so much to work with and people were just obviously using all of it. And, uh, yeah, it was an interesting mix cause we had the stand up comics and then some of his family came up and started making jokes. And then people from his, uh, morning radio show gave him some shots and, uh, all in all, it was a good night, and then apparently, like, right before the show, there was some giant, like, huge fight at the Mall of America that they locked down the second floor, I, I read the story, as we were walking, we went to, um, Dick's Last Resort for dinner, which was a horrible mistake, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Dick's Last Resort, but let me give it to you in a nutshell, they treat you like shit, and their food tastes like ass, that's the end, <laughs> you know, like, it's whole, this whole thing built on, we're just going to make fun of you while you're eating, and we can tell you what we think of you, and and people find it funny, and blah, blah, blah. I don't really find it that funny. Um, you know, I, I get it's their thing, but it's just like, I don't need to be called a fat idiot while I'm trying to eat my crab cakes, you know? <laughs> it's like who came up with that idea, and the fact that it still exists, and it hasn't gone under, is pretty surprising, like, it has to be pretty funny for people that, that eat there, that aren't really, uh, they don't understand what's going on, and they're kind of sensitive, and then, 
you know, their waiter comes up and is like, hey, fuckface, do you want some goddamn curly fries? They'll be like, what is this? Like, and then they go up to the manager and they're like, our waiter's being mean to us. And they go, well, why don't you go just fuck yourself? And like, what is this place? You know, it had to be, it's got to be pretty funny for those people anyways. But, uh, yeah, the, the food was horrible. I mean, the crab cakes were, were okay at best. And then they don't even let you choose your sides. They just bring rice and corn, uh, which tastes like they were both made in a giant vat of garbage. And then I got to the, the comedy club to find out that, uh, that my food and drinks were covered by the comedy club. And I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they raised a bunch of money last night for the special Olympics. And I was glad to be a part of that. Um, and I was glad to have done it. I, I do feel like at this point that I probably will never do a roast again. And it's not that I have sensitive skin. Like, people hammered me really hard last night about my weight and my silly facial hair and that I'm bald and, and my jokes suck and all that kind of stuff. And, it you know, it just kind of rolls off my back. I don't really care. It's just the idea of, like, looking somebody in the eyes and making them feel bad. Like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> And I know it sounds silly, and there's probably comics that listen to this podcast who are like, this guy is a total pussy. And, you know, I think Mike Lester summed it up best for me after the show. You know, we were talking, and and he said, you know, good job up there. And I said, you know, I did my best. I just didn't feel right, you know. And he said, he goes, the thing about roasts, man, he goes, the people that do the best on a comedy roast are the people that are actually, in real life, assholes. And that's kind of how it feels, you know? It's like if if somebody is genuinely kind of a dick to people and that's their thing is, like, ribbing on them and taking shots, you know, and kind of, you know, shaking their shoulder and punching their tummy like, ah, you fucker, you know, like, if that's who they are in real life, then, yeah, they're going to be doing the best on these roasts, and guys like me who write silly jokes about uh, clouds and and uh, marshmallow men, um, who genuinely hate conver- uh, confrontations and um, you know avoid them at all costs, it's just not the spot for me. But uh, I'm glad I did it because now I know, you know, and I survived it. You know, I think uh, nobody the next day is talking about how horrible I bombed or anything, you know, there's just good words and good encouragement, so, um, anyways, I, uh, I hit the road again this week, I'll be in, uh, Muncie, Indiana on Friday, opening for Michael Carbonaro, so if you live in Muncie and don't have tickets yet, come out to that show Saturday, I got a huge show, uh, over in St. Paul at the Armory for, uh, the military, if you or in the military, you got a military ID, make sure you uh, come out to that show. It's Saturday um, over in St. Paul. Check out my website and my Facebook for more information. The website is largedrunkman.com. All my upcoming dates are uh, updated on there. I'm going to be going to uh, Wichita, and I'm coming to Fond du Lac, which I like to call the Las Vegas of Wisconsin. Um lot of cool gigs coming up. I'm going over to uh, Bend, Oregon, Janesville, a um, bunch of stuff with Carbonaro. 
bunch of corporate gigs for the Christmas time and all that jazz, but uh, you can get this podcast at Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher, and uh, wherever podcasts are seen, and uh, yeah, tune in next time when we talk about who knows. Talented band. If you want, Cat is on the radio. Elton John, get back.